What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise God. I want to thank God for everybody that's here. This is the day that the Lord has made. We rejoice and be glad in him. I just want to thank God for you. I want to just thank God for your your faithfulness to him. You know, I'm going to just be honest. Um, I tell anybody, be faithful to God first. Be faithful to God first. You learn to be faithful to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Yes, Lord. Glory. And I just want to tell everybody, give everything to God first. People will change up on you. Um, people will people will betray you, befriend you. I want to just tell everybody today, Talk, go to Jesus first. You know, we're in the last days, and now every some leaders are still preaching about the same thing, but they don't even know the temperature has changed. For example, some people still talking about the storm and the rain. And you were out here with umbrella and raincoat in the wintertime. You got to know what season you're in. And we are in the last days. And the season is the be, be unstoppable, be unmovable. Be that tree that's planted by the rivers of water that Christ talks about, about David talk about. Be that tree that's planted by the water. Don't be moved with men's doctrines. You know, it's I don't have nothing against preaching prosperity. But what is prosperity, money, when your health is declining? When your marriage is falling apart, your family is falling apart, your business is falling apart. Your single life is falling apart. There's things around you. So just look at things, and it seems like you, but it's not. In order to do a reconstruction, 
there's some tearing up. For example, if you remodel in your kitchen, you know, they have to pull out stuff. They have to tear down stuff. They have to remove and scrape paint off. And you say, wow, that's so ugly. And then, then after that, they start painting. They start adding different things. And then once it's done, they have to clean it up. They say, wow, they did a good job. In the process, we think things are falling apart. But if you're going through a rehab or a renovations, there's going to be some ugliness. There's going to be some things that didn't know. Amen. Amen. I just thank God for everybody that's here. I'm going to go into prayer. Heavenly Father, we love you and we thank you for this day. That Lord, this day is not like no other. Lord, we thank you for loving on us. Lord, we thank you for for helping us this day. Lord, we thank you for your daily bread. We thank you. Just thank you, Lord. We repent of our sins, known and unknowingly. We repent of our thoughts this day. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just say thank you, Father. We thank you for dying on the cross for us, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for loving on us. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus, for helping us. Jesus, we thank you for protecting us. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus over our children, over our over our uh, loved ones, the blood of Jesus over those who have grandchildren, in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just say thank you. And Lord, we praise you. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for for turning things around. Lord, we thank you for life, health, and strength this day. Lord, we just say thank you, Father. We thank you for, for creating a clean heart, O oh Lord, and renew the right spirit within us. And Lord, we thank you for delivering us from every every demonic thing. Lord, we thank you for delivering us from doubt in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the, delivering us from low self-esteem in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just say thank you. Lord, I, I, I pray for protection on everybody on this line. I pray for protection, Lord. I thank you for blessing your people with homes in the name of Jesus. I thank you for blessing them with with newness in the mighty name of Jesus. And, Lord, we just say thank you. And, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just say thank you. Lord, we praise you. And, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, protect your people from the terror in the mighty name of Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you. And, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just say thank you. And we praise you, Father. And, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Help us, Father, to be more like you. Lord, we pray for more. We pray for more of you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we love you and we thank you. And, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for balancing, being a balance in our life. That, Lord, things are not going to always go our way. Things ain't going to always be good. 
Things ain't going to always be bad. But, Lord, I pray for balance in your saints' life. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I lift up all the leaders, all your fivefold leaders, in the mighty name of Jesus. And, Lord, we love you. Lord, we thank you this day. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Today, I'm going to talk about Five tips for using scriptures as a defense. Um, We're going to go to John 15, 18 through 19. John. Eighteen through nineteen. It say, "If the world hates you, remember that it hates me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it. But you are no longer part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world, so it hates you." Verse 20, do you remember what I told you? A slave is not greater than his master. If they persecute me, naturally they will persecute you. And if they had listened to me, they would listen to you. They would do all this to you because of me. But they have rejected the one who sent me. Amen. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. Satan do not love no one. Satan do not love humans. He don't like life. And the world hates the things of God. If you notice, when you have a calling and a purpose of your life, and I don't care how much worldly things that you have done. I don't care how how into the streets you are. Love have a hand on you. You can tell you it's always different. And I just want to just tell everybody this. The world hates you, but you love Christ. But you're only in this world for a temporary season. No one is not on this earth permanent. You know, there's some people who live to be 110, 118. That's a blessing. But no one, no one, they're permanent. So what? would you rather be hated for a season, be in heaven for eternity? Are you rather to be loved on this earth for a season and go to hell eternally? Remember, the world hates you, hates the things of God. You know, when you bring up Christ, people get offended. I remember one time I went to a dinner with a young lady, and I said 
you know, I say the grace and I say in Jesus' name, amen. She got so offended. And I was saying, Jesus never done no one anything. Jesus never forced himself on no one. Jesus ain't never disrespected anyone. Jesus is all love. There's times he had to deal with the money changers in the temple. There's times he had to deal with the Pharisees and Sadducees. There's times Jesus had to deal with different things. But Jesus never made no one come to the come to God. Jesus preached and those who came, he prayed for them, healed the sick, he cast out demons, um, he did miracles. And I said, why are people so offended by Jesus? And it reflects that the world hates the things of God. The world hates it. I am I remember a time years ago, I had someone to tell me, if, if you didn't accept your calling, these things wouldn't happen to me. And I say, my calling has no purpose of how you are living. And at that time, that person had a problem with me serving the things of God. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but God is the only thing I know. Jesus is the only thing I know, the Holy Spirit. So I want to tell everybody, the world hates you. And as the world hates you, you want to be protected. For example, you have car insurance. The reason many of y'all have car insurance is to be protected from losses or, or liabilities. You want to be protected from somebody hitting and run. You want to be protected from malice and vicious acts against your car. Many of y'all have insurance, whether you rent a property or whether you buy or, or you mortgage, or, uh, you have a mortgage. You have insurance to protect you from hurricanes, or, uh, wind storms. Um, you, you have protection against theft, vandalism, fires, because you know those things come and go come. Things going to happen. So when you're part of God, God wants to protect you. He wants to ensure you that he can protect you against all the world hatred. Whether we come to knowledge of it or not. So what I want to tell everybody, the world hates you. I, and I looked through this, Jesus never did no, nobody nothing. But people have a problem. And, and and I was reading, I was this, these last couple months, I've been reading over the Old Testament. And the children of Israel, through, I want to say, the last 60 kings I'm reading about, they always go back to Baal and the astral poles. The astral poles are there's poles that they use demonic demonic things come through these poles, astral poles. These two poles of demons, people always use that. They always worship idols and idols and idols. And even though the children of Israel 
saw many accounts of miracles and blessings and the 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 many the many the many 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 blessings they always go back to Baal and the, and putting up astral poles so astral poles so I look through when you go into the New Testament Jesus came on earth. People hated Jesus. But it goes back to the Old Testament. A lot of the people did not want to serve the things of God. They always go back to the astropoles. They always go back to the, the, the idols. They always go back to it. And today, I want to tell everybody, the world hates you. The world hates you. Many of you all know you have a calling, but you're still doing what you you want to do. You still want to think in that. You know what? I'm going to try this one more time before I give my life to the Lord. But remember, the world hates you. The world hates you. Even you backslide, the world still hates you because you still belong to Christ. Amen. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Ephesians 6 and 12. For our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against principality, against power, against rule of darkness of this world, and against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. And I just want to tell everybody, you can sit here. You can sit here right now. And, and play with this world, but everything, it have a demonic presence behind it. Now, the flesh is real. We, you know, our flesh have certain cravings. You know, some of us like ice cream, some like chocolate, some like milk chocolate, some like seafood, Mexican food. We have a certain flesh cravings. But, with, but the, most of the forces we fight are spiritual. The enemy used fleshly things to take us down, but he has a spiritual purpose. Another thing, the word of God goes forth and does not return empty. When God says that God has a purpose in your life, his word is not going to come back void. Isaiah 55 11. My word be, be that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I have sent it. Jeremiah 1 and 12. The Lord says he watched over his word to see it perform. Speak the word over your situation. There is true power there. When we agree with God's word and refuse to speak against it or disagree with it, we speak faith into existence. Now, any of you all do not want to speak God's word because you always feel, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. You're going to have to get over that. 
You're going to have to repent. You're going to have to forgive yourself. Whatever damage is done, is done. You're going to have to speak God's word. Because it's amazing. I don't care how much trouble we get into. I don't care how, how, how embarrassing a situation is. You still need a lawyer or some type of legal counsel. So you're going to have to use God's word because you're going to need God. Everybody here needs God. Own your truth. Only way you can get delivered from a lot of things, from a lot of things in your life, you have to own up to it. You have to be truthful. Well, I just need somebody to pray over me. No, that ain't going to help. You need to be truthful with your sins. And when you're truthful, God can defend you. When you're truthful, you can get out of situations. You ever saw somebody been wrongly accused? They go through different things, but after that they get restitution, they get blessed. God wants to be a blessing to everybody on here, but you got to be truthful. Say, Lord, I did this, I did this. Don't justify nothing. You know, I want to tell everybody, stop justifying. Well, Lord, I only did this because of, um, because of X, Y, and Z. Oh, Lord, only reason why I've done this is because my dad used to, my mom used to. No, don't justify it. God cannot defend you against Satan if you are always covering up your sins. And when you're not being honest and real before God. I just want to tell everybody that. Do not justify. Only way you can be defended from the enemy, you got to come clean about the sin. If you notice, if you ever watch a court show, I like Perry Mason. When a person is truthful, victory is always, victory always comes. But when a person is lying and manipulative, trying to get over, trying to hide, the consequences are horrible. And you say, well, I told the truth, but I still got a year in jail. But if you lied, you could have got 10 years. God cannot defend you and protect you when you always justify your sins. It's not going to happen. Jesus is the mediator. Um, look in the word Jesus said, nobody can come to the Father but by who? By me. So you got to go through Jesus. You can't go to God and skip over Jesus. It doesn't work. For example, when you go to court, you need a lawyer whether the lawyer is provided by the state or you hire your own lawyer. And through the lawyer, you can bring up situations to the judge. Now, I want to tell everybody this. You do, oh, the devil is uh, raining havoc in my life. The devil this, the devil that. It's amazing we give the devil a lot of credit, but we don't want to change. So I want to tell everybody, the only way God, God can defend you. First, you got to acknowledge Jesus Christ. Another thing, you got to come clean with your sins. You, you can speak the word all day, every day. There's people in prison know the law backwards and forth. 
but they're in prison due to things that they have done. And after you come clean with the things of God and with your sins, watch God start performing things in your life. But I'm being honest. Cannot get protection from Satan or from the things of this world. Being a liar, being in denial, on up. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Once you come clean about the sins in your life, you can start using God's word. You can start using God's word. Um, he was sent his angels to set a cap around. Now, we're going to go to Hebrews 13, 5 through 6. Hebrews 13, 5 said, don't, don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. So we can say this with confidence. The Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Amen. You can speak his word. You can live on his word. But it's important that you come clean with him. Another thing, know your enemy. We got to know our enemy. Um, you know, I'm just saying in a natural sense. I know if I eat a lot of salt, eventually it's going to affect my blood pressure. It's going to affect some of my organs. Uh, if I know if I eat a lot of sugary things, things contain a lot of sugar, no, eventually it's going to uh, affect my kidneys. It's going to affect other things in my body. It's nothing wrong with salt. It's nothing wrong with sugar. But what I'm telling you, you got to know. Some of you all know if you eat strawberries, you're going to have an allergic reaction. Some of y'all know if you eat things pertaining to the coconut, you might get an allergic reaction. Some of y'all, if you know if you get stung by a bee, your eyes are going to swell up. Those are things that you know that are enemies towards your body. But you got to know your enemy. Now, knowing your enemy is not going to go to stunning tarot card reading. Knowing your enemy is not going to a psychic trying to figure out how they do things. No, it's not knowing your enemy. Knowing your enemy is from past situations. You know, if you, if you, get, if you hang around these kind of people, these things gonna happen. You know, if you gonna indulge in this, you know this gonna happen. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Knowing your enemy, meaning stay away from sin. Stay away from sin. Stay away from temptation. You gotta know the enemy. I'm gonna tell you this. You know, if you fall into a temptation, yes, God will forgive you. That's true. But you don't know the consequences you gonna go through. We cannot choose our consequences. When uh, when David sinned against Uriah, and and the, the prophet Nathan told David, "Say your baby gonna die." So David thought, "Oh, if I fast and pray, I gonna change his mind." No, God didn't. David died. David got up. And they went through some things. 
But we got to know the enemies of our life. We got to know the weaknesses of our life. Once we know that, we can even the more, even the more, once you know your weakness, even the more you ought to trust and lean more towards God. You you, you were saying, you know, this, it was this song say, tell the weak that I am strong. It's some things in life. Some things you'll be strengthening, some things you remain weak. But in your weakness, God will protect you. For example, when, when you have little children, even the more you have to be more cautious, you have to be more protective of them because there's so much out here they can get into. But as they get older, some things, a lot of things should be strengthened. There are some weak points. They might be weak in grammar. They might be weak in writing. They might be weak in math. But as time goes on, you help them in that area. But it doesn't mean that, oh, they, they are math genius. They always need help. They always struggle in those areas. But they trust God. Say, I trust God. Well, you're so good at math, but I trust God because I'm not really good at math. I trust the Holy Spirit. I trust Jesus. I'm not really good at writing. I'm not really good at speaking. I have to trust the Holy Spirit. I have to trust Jesus. I trust God. But what I want to tell everybody we we only have weakness in our life, but we trust God. And God helps us in our weakness. And through time, it's not like you, you get all arrogant, like, oh, I'm strong in this area. No, God, in, in his grace and his mercy, even in your weakness. It's certain things in our life that we're going to go through. Like Paul had a thorn in his side. And he, and he came before the presence of God. God, please take this thorn out of me. Lord, take this thorn out of me. But it didn't happen because God will use certain things to keep you humble. He will use certain things that you can't overcome. There's some sickness. You know, when we go to heaven, we, we all going to be perfect. But some things in our life keep us humble. Like there's some thorns in our life. If God would take them out, some of us would lose our minds. Some of us would backslide. Some would get prideful and haughty. There's things God always had to keep a balance. That's why I don't I don't mess with people as far as if they're dealing with any type of sins. I don't say, oh, they need to get over that. They just need to stop eating. No. Because I have struggles with that. Because many of us love some good tasting food. Many of us like some good tasting desserts. That's one of my weaknesses. But I always ask God, please help me in this area. Even with temptations in life, I always ask God, help me. I'm going to tell you this. It was a while back. And I was gonna, I was gonna buy some items. I say, "Oh, I'm gonna buy this, I'm gonna buy that," and I didn't need it. So you know what? When I went to go buy, they were sold out, and I didn't get mad. I didn't get mad. God protected me, and He gave me favor in other ways, things that I really desired and needed. So what I want to tell everybody. God's strength is made perfect in your weakness. 
And sometimes we say, well, I want God to heal me from everything. Some people he can. Some people die with certain conditions. And I'm not going to always say, you got some people, I'm not going to lie, like being sick or like being crippled because they get a check every month. Some people don't want to get healed because they feel like they get healed, they're going to lose their resources. You got some people that have money, they want to be healed, they want to enjoy life. But there's certain things in our area God will give us. Some of us have thorns in our life. All have it. Keep us humble. And I, I just want to tell everybody, be careful who you put down because cause you're not dealing with that another person deal with that. That's why with, uh, with me, I don't who has struggles and addictions. I understand. I can relate because I had a, a lot of struggles and addictions. But I think God helped me, deliver me. When you see men and women of God on poor pits, don't assume that they arrived. Some of them is by, it's by the grace of God. A lot of it is by the grace of God. But God is the only person that can help you in your weakness, in your struggles. It's going to get to a point that you can't find nobody to pray for you. You're going to have to pray for yourself. You're going to have to come to God for yourself. For example, if you need surgery and you are over the age of 18, you need surgery. You're not going to tell that doctor, well, I'm going to let my mama sign my papers. I'm going to let my daddy sign my papers. You're going to have to make a decision for yourself. Now, it's a different that you go get a second opinion, a third opinion. That's something different. But if you actually need surgery, there's some things you got to do. Well, I'm going to see if I talk to the my pastor. Well, let me go talk to my homeboys and my homegirls. There's some things you got a lot of things in life you're going to have to do on your own. You're going to have to be accountable. You cannot always go to people with some things that God wants to hear from you. You don't want to hear through the apostle, the prophet, through the pastor. He want to hear from you. God want to hear from everybody on this line. Because everybody here is capable. You're not, you're not, you don't have any kind of handicaps. There's times we need people to pray for us, but God want to hear everybody. A lot of us say, oh, I can stop it. I can stop saying no. You need help. And you always... And it's some things that's weakness in my life. And I lean to God. I trust in God. God helped me in this area. And immediately, he helps me. And I forgot whatever that temptation was, whatever was bothered, so God helped me. Because in this world system, we always think we got to fight physically. We always think we got to do everything the fleshly way. But Lord, I give this over to you. Lord, I can't handle this. And, and it works itself out. So I want to tell everybody today, the only way you're going to defeat the enemy is recognizing your weakness, 
for God is your strength. Number two, don't justify your sins at all. And number three, you need to have a relationship with God. got to have faith. And God's word do not return void. We do not rise against flesh and blood. No. There's racism, there's sickness, there's disease. But at the end, we all need God. We all need Jesus. Amen. Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. Says this. The final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the, the, the put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the enemy. Let's say strategies. Strategies. The enemy is always strategizing against us. He always strategizes. Like I look at chess. I see people play chess. I, I cannot comprehend chess. They're playing a game for two, three hours, some a whole day playing a game of chess. But you're always strategizing against the king or the queen. Checkmate. Mate, check. You know, you got check, you got checkmate. The enemy is always trying to get a checkmate against us. You're always strategizing to take us out, to destroy us. Verse 12, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. Remember, we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. Evil spirits in heavenly, our heavenly is above us. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you'll be able to, to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after that, then after the battle, you will be still be standing firm. Stand on your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For the shoes put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all these to all of these, hold up the shell of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on the salvation as your helmet, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Repeat this, pray in the Spirit at all times on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. 19, and pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words so I can only explain God's mystery plans that the good news is for the Jews and Gentiles alike. Now, 
Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. You say, how do you pray in the Spirit? you got to have the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is our helper. It's our comforter. We need the Holy Spirit. We need, I'm going to say it again, we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. We need the Holy Spirit. You have to pray in the Spirit. I'm going to ask you a question. How many times you you at work and you speak to everybody? And this particular day, this person will speak back to you. And you speak to them again, and normally we'll say, well, what's their problem? Spoke to them, what's their problem? I don't know what's wrong with Well, I'll never have to speak to them again. I, don't, I ain't done that to them. And you go into a rant. But when you have the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God said, I need you to pray for I pray for him or pray for her. Well, Lord, I don't know why they, they don't even speak. When you start to pray, speak in tongues, uh, pray in the Spirit. God starts dropping things in your spirit. And you find out they lost their they mother, they lost their father, they're they going through a divorce, they're challenging dealing with some personal things. And then when you go out and say, okay, talk to them, talk to them, they start to spill out things, they start to cry. See, that's the spirit. The spirit, spirit of God deals with the root of the problem. It don't deal with the leaves and the branches. A lot of times we look at the we look at a tree. We say, "Oh, the tree is flowing." Look at the leaves. But when it comes to winter time, or the fall, the leaves fall off the tree and say, "Oh, that tree about to die." And the Lord say, "No." The roots are good. This is a season. There's a season of fullness. That's a season. Things have to come off. That's why it's so important that we stay in the spirit of God. That we don't get caught up with people, especially attitudes and mockery and their and their human ways. Like um, there's people I come across with attitudes. But when the Lord show you, the Lord choose to show you, some of them been through, been through foster homes, been molested, they've been the, the black sheep of the family, they've been through some things in life. And to pray for them out of the love of God. So today, anybody want to give your life to the Lord or rededicate your life to the Lord, it's important that you do that. Tomorrow is not promised to you. Next week is not promised to you. But give your life to the Lord. Give your life. Those who want to give your life to the Lord or rededicate your life to the Lord, repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I need you. I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for dying on the cross. For my sins. For my sins. I open the door of my life 
and receive you as Lord and Savior. Thank you for forgiving my sins and give me eternal life. Take control of the throne of my life. Even the kind of person you want me to be. Amen. I want to thank God for everybody who gave your life to the Lord or rededicate your life to the Lord. And I encourage you to go to a local church in your area. I encourage you to go to a, a get your Bible start off in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Many of us have smartphones, whether it's Apple based or Android or even Windows, and some people might have Blackberry. There's an app store you can download the Bible for the Bible app for free. And the best Bible app is Uversion. Uh, that's one of the one of the good Bible apps in the blue letter Bible. That's another good app. Amen. Praise God. So uh, I encourage you to pray with you talking with God through time. It get better and better. I also encourage you, if your church offers Sunday school or Bible study, please attend. Amen. Amen. I thank God for everybody. Do anyone? Do anyone have any prayer requests? Anyone have any prayer requests? Amen. Do anyone have any testimonies? Anyone have any testimonies? Amen. Praise God. Anyone have any prayer requests? I had to press more. I'll meet everybody. Amen. Praise God. Well, I want to thank God for everybody that's here. And I'm going to come to a close. And this week, I want everybody this week uh, Amen. Praise God. Uh, I want everybody this week and I know I've said it before, I want everybody this week to really focus on repentance and coming back to Jesus. Repent and come back to Jesus. I want everybody this week to focus on repentance. Because like I said again, this, uh, every month, whether it's family, uh, old friends of mine, or old family members, or associates at work, Every month, it seems like someone is passing away. And I want everybody right now, this week, to repent. Repent of failed relationships. Repent of how you talk to your parents or grandparents. Repent on how you treated your bosses or how you treat employees. Repent even how you treated your children. Some some may left your children on a relative, some 
did what you could, you could have, whatever the case may be, I'm not going to go into it, but just go in repentance. When the Lord show you to repent, just repent because you did it. For example, let me use a perfect example. For example, say you're driving down the street, you're driving, and you have a couple of friends in your car, and they say, drive faster, and you're going driving fast, and Okay, you go to you go on the freeway. We can really get up to a hundred, a hundred and ten, and you driving fast and fast. They say go faster, go faster. You driving, trying to prove something to your friends. All of a sudden, policemen pull you over. The policemen say, "Give me your." Well, in Texas we say they say give me your license and insurance. Some states that say registration and and license. Give the cop the information that he requested. Say, you know why I'm pulling you over? Say, why are you pulling me over? Because you were speeding. Well, my friends say drive faster. And the cop say, well, this car is registered to you. You have your personal driver's license. Who's the one behind the wheel? Well, they told me to drive faster. We're playing a game. Say, well, that's fine. But here's a ticket. So you go to court, you go to the judge. They'll say, you know why you're here? Yes, I was speeding. But my friends told me to drive fast because we played a game. And they'll say, well, you know, I could have hit you with, that cop could have given you a ticket for uh, reckless driving, reckless behavior. and could have took you to jail. In some states, they can take you to jail for going over 15 miles over the speed limit. And you sit here blaming. And the judge said, okay, since you telling me that you feel like you're not responsible for this ticket, you'll suspend your license for 90 days and you'll get fined for $1,000. You sitting here being mad and, oh, the judge wrong. I was telling him it was day fault. Now it's another person, same situation. This time they don't have no friends. Make speed. Cops say why why you put over I was speeding. He go to court, just say why are you here? Say I was speeding. Why are you speeding? I was ready to get home, I had a rough day and I know it was wrong. I was speeding. Just say, you know what, since you was honest, I'm going to dismiss this ticket. But next time I see you in here, I'm going to pay a fine. You know how to go defensive drive. You know the difference. Justify your sins. It could cost you more time. It can lose certain things. You can face some harsh consequences. Come clean. See the difference. So I want everybody to come clean. Every time I turn around, every month someone passed away. I want you because we don't know how long we're going to be on this earth. No one here. Some of us would love to live to 100. Some don't want to live. It depends on every individual. I want everybody to come clean. There are some relationships are over. It's over. Come clean. Go on with you. Go with your life. Amen.
Hey, man, I'm coming to a close, and um, I want to just just want to tell everybody that come clean. Don't come clean, it hurts you. Amen. We'll go into prayer, but Heavenly Father, we love you and thank you for this day. And Father God, the blood of Jesus over everybody on this line, and Father God, I pray blessings this week. That Lord, I pray that Lord, there are some single mothers and single fathers and parents who need school supplies, who need school clothes, who need different things for their child or children. Whether they're going into grade school, even middle school, high school, college, or even uh, grad school or medical school. But Lord, I pray for favor for these parents and single parents. And Father God, I speak protection over the children, whether they're swimming at a, a, a water park, a swimming pool, or they had amusement parks and different vacations. I speak protection over everybody. I pray for clean, nice fun for everyone. And Lord, I speak dead freedom to your people. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just say thank you for giving us the opportunity to come to you this day. And Lord, we love you. And Lord, we thank you. And Lord, we praise you for what you're doing in the lives of your people. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that everyone will put on the mind of Christ. Lord, I pray that everyone will, will ask you for a clean heart. And Lord, we love you. And Lord, we thank you this day. And Lord, I just, I pray for our president, Father. And I pray for the prime ministers and the leaders of this world. That, Lord, they will come to you. They will come to you, Jesus. And Lord, we love you. And we thank you, Lord. And, Lord, I thank you for yes. I thank you for yes, Father. I hear yeses. And, Lord, some people don't get a home, some don't get a new place. Lord, even vehicles are, are new promotions. Lord, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I want to tell everybody, good night. Be blessed that Jesus loves you and I do too. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night. God bless. God bless you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.